Good morning and welcome to WSAU Feedback. I'm Meg Ellis and thanks for joining me this morning. Remember this song from School of Rock? It's the very end, very last song they played. ACDC. Well, hey, thanks for joining me this morning. Hope you're having a good morning so far and you're avoiding being out in the cold. Ugh, it is just killer out there. I have a very warm sweater on today and it's very warm here in the studio. Not too hot, just perfect. However, I would not, I would not enjoy having an outdoor job today and my, my uh, heart goes out to those of you that have to work out in the cold today and any day that it's really chilly. So I'm going to go through a couple of uh, stories and then would love to take your calls and have you weigh in on the news of the day, 715-845-2155. I want to start out by, uh, well, talking about someone that passed away over uh, this the last week, uh, Yuri Maltsev, and he was a guest on uh, WSAU Feedback. Boy, it had to have been at least a year and a half ago. He was a professor of economics at Carthage College in Wisconsin and held various government and research research positions in Moscow, Russia. Before defecting to the United States in 1989, he was a member of a senior economics team that worked on President Mikhail Gorbachev's reforms package. Before settling in the Midwest, he was a senior fellow at the United States Institute of Peace in Washington, D.C., a U.S. federal research agency. The last time I saw him in person, he spoke at a Republican Party of Wisconsin convention. And I, I want to say, gosh, it was either two or three years ago. And I, I, as I often do, take notes on my phone and I meant to pull this up when I, well, before I came on the air, naturally I didn't do so, because in that way it would show me exactly what year it was that I heard him speak. Here it is. July 11th of 2020, he talked about, and, and really we were talking, in 2020 we were talking about how critical the the upcoming election was, as we all know, what happened in that election of 2020, but just his point uh, one of his many points, and, and from the perspective of someone who lived in Soviet Russia, he, uh, he talked about how many just vote for that which is harmful to them. And one of his, uh, one of his terms that he used during the course of his remarks at the convention was, meat voted for meat grinder. And he marveled at the fact that uh, those in communist Russia, despite the fact that they had no food and often had no possessions of their own or no place to stay, they continued to vote for the same. And he drew the parallel to Democrats and how they continue to vote for that which, well, contributes to their own in extinction is perhaps one way to put it. I, <laughs> as, I, as, as I talked with Chris earlier this morning during the Wisconsin Morning News, um, there is a record number, evidently, and um, gosh, I'm not going to uh, say stop doing this, but a record number of liberal men, oh, gross, how unappealing, liberal men that are getting vasectomies. Oh, well, all the power to you, I guess. Fewer liberals to, uh, 
to populate the earth, I guess. No problem with that whatsoever. But going back to Yuri, Yuri Maltsev, his work involved briefing members of Congress and senior officials of the executive branch on issues of national security and foreign economic and military assessment. He also testified before the United States Congress and appeared on CNN. Hmm. PBS NewsHour, C-SPAN, CBC, and other American, Canadian, Spanish. Actually, you know, we need to be appearing, or people, uh, conservatives need to be appearing on those networks because how else are those who watch those programs ever going to hear the truth? Okay, so there. But uh, he uh, appeared, obviously, on other American, Canadian, Spanish, South African, and Finnish television and radio programs. He wrote and co-authored 15 books and over 100 articles. He was a recipient of the Luminary Award of the Free Market Foundation and was a senior fellow of the Mises Institute. So the, the person that writes this was a friend of his, and he says he first met Yuri at a Mises conference in the early 1990s and was immediately struck by his warmth and good humor. And I would say I would echo that same thing. In fact, Yuri did come and speak at one of our rallies uh, one, one, during the shutdown. He came and uh, drove Gosh, I honestly think that he came from Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. He drove all the way from Chicago to uh, to uh, attend and speak at a rally on a very hot August day, nonetheless. In his frequent talks, he offered an inside look at the failures of socialist planning, vividly making Ludwig von Mises' calculation argument before his audiences. And for this, he was much appreciated. Uh, he lectured for many years where he was a very po were very popular with students and formed lasting friendships with a number of them. And many, many stories to tell about the adventures in his life and about the people he had known. Uh, and he, uh, such as the Russian economist Yegor Gaydar, and of course I'm sure I pronounced it wrong, <laughs> my apologies, whom he called the world's fattest ec economist. He once pulled from his coat about six or seven passports he used, many of which had different names, but beneath his humor was an abiding devotion to the free market and individual liberty. I know he had been in poor health. I didn't realize how how uh, how bad it was, and sadly, uh, he uh, many believed that uh, he was indestructible, and unfortunately, sadly, Yuri Maltsev passed away on January 26th of this year. So if you'd like to join the conversation, 715-845-2155. couple of headlines. We talked about this during the Wisconsin Morning News. Boo-hoo! Congresswoman Ilhan Omar is now telling Republicans that the reason that she has been removed from the Foreign Affairs Committee is because they are uh, evidently, they don't like a, 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 an African woman on the uh, committee. You know, actually, and then she she uh, she is accusing Republicans of bigotry. And I I laughed when I, I chuckled or I just I exclaimed when I heard Chris reporting on this that, well, actually, yeah, she, she's blaming it on bigotry, her own bigotry. All of the, the her history of anti-Semitic comments that she's made, and and I mean, finally, finally, those adults in in Congress are holding her accountable for her actions and for her comments that she's made and for the hatred that she has in her heart. Frankly, I don't know why. I mean, I truly don't want, don't want my home state of Minnesota. Why do they keep reelecting this person? I I just do not understand it. 
715-845-2155 if you'd like to join the conversation. Good morning and welcome to Feedback. Good morning, Meg. Good morning, Chris. Uh, this is Martin from Friendship. And, you know, it's it's hard to understand, but these people that call themselves progressive are the most archaic and barbaric people in modern-day America. They shouldn't be anywhere around children, whether it be a classroom, a child care center, even babysitting. They shouldn't be under a cancer to society, and they can't be trusted around kids. It's shameful. Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, when it, you're you're right on, and I mean, it just it just goes to show how how uh, deceptive they are at even who they are, who they call themselves. I mean, to yeah. say there's nothing progressive about them. There's no progress no. involved in what they're trying to do or what they're trying to achieve. They're actually trying to take us back. I mean, think yeah, about their, what, their actions are are obvious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it tells you everything you need to know about them. Is there is there their votes, their actions. Doctors shouldn't even be allowed a license if they want to do this sort of stuff. Oh, to children, it's, I know. It's, it's crazy. It's just nuts. Well, Good Mar- talking to you. Yeah, Mike. thanks for calling in, Martin. I appreciate your points. Uh, I concur wholeheartedly. 715-845-2155 if you'd like to join the conversation. A couple other things. I noticed this was uh, reported last week. Finally, the Department of Justice has announced the first indictments of vandalism and intimidation for acts of terrorism against pregnancy centers, including, uh, I don't believe they have identified the perpetrators of the violence against the uh, Wisconsin Family Action down in Madison. Not surprised, not surprised that they haven't found, how hard have they looked? How, I mean, they, they would rather, they would rather uh, raid the homes of, a, the home of a former president former President Trump, they would rather uh, target parents that attend school board meetings in defense of their own children than find somebody who committed a violent act or set a, uh, set a building on fire. That, that's evidently, it's not high on their priority list, but they did, they have said that, uh, and I'm just looking at this, the Justice Department explained that the indictment alleges the defendants violated the FACE, Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act, by using threats of force to intimidate and interfere with the employees of a reproductive health services facility. See, you know, when I see this about reproductive health services, I just, I don't know. I, I, I mean, to me, again, that's a spin on, uh, you know, something something more nefarious. 715-845-2155. Good morning and welcome to Feedback. Uh, good morning, Meg. Morning. This is Jack calling. Oh. And uh, you you mentioned uh, this uh, uh, the Wisconsin Family Action and Wisconsin Family Council, which was attacked on Mother's Day of last year. And as uh, someone's on the board there, um, I happen to know that uh, there has been some movement. Oh, um, good. There hasn't, there hasn't been any suspects identified yet, but we're happy to report that the FBI did send some of their agents uh, to uh, WFC last week and sat down with the president, Julian Appling, and they have decided to put out a $25,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of the perpetrators uh, of, of that, uh, you know, that heinous crime against uh, uh, a, a very good organization. 
that took place almost a year ago. So just thought you'd let, you know, let your listeners know that at least we're, we're seeing a little bit of progress from the FBI. You know, I we're just, happy to report I that. just counted on my fingers, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, nine months, just like a pregnancy. Yeah. Interesting, well, how about huh? that? It took them yeah. nine months to so, come up with twenty five grand to uh, yep. offer as a reward. Well, you know, funny how things work when all of a sudden you have a Republican uh led Congress and, and a, a Republican delegation here in Wisconsin that has been putting pressure on the FBI and the Department of Justice to do something. And so, hey, it, you know, better late than never, I guess. We're happy to report that they are uh, working, still working the case. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. Keep keep me posted or keep us posted on that. I would be curious to know how hard they're really working on, on finding yeah. the, the, those who... Well, how, how does the, you... Uh, Bring, bringing it to everyone's attention. Yeah, well, how's how's the uh, the, the office look? Have they been able to you know, pick everything um, up? And literally last week, they put the finishing touches, uh, you know, paint and 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 so on, just to get everything finally all put back together. But it took a while because you know how it is with insurance claims and getting everything cleaned up and so on. But um, Elaine's back in her office and it looks beautiful. And uh, you know, we've obviously put in some more security measures so you know and if, um, if i'm not mistaken they spray painted on the outside of the building didn't they also they did and uh you know i, I think they they took photos and so forth because it was a very unique kind of penmanship that they used uh, you would think that that would really help in in the case but again there's been no no leads no reports of anything other than they're at least now offering a, a reward. It's interesting because I see, if I'm not mistaken, at least the picture I'm looking at, it's in cursive. And, uh, right. Who is it that writes in cursive nowadays? Exactly. Not, not young people, that's for sure. Somebody so. said it was a, a Danelian font, which is not very uh, not very widely used. So you would think that, you know, that would be a, a lead to who might have done that, but nothing to report yet. Man. You got to be a hardy boy or something to to get to the bottom <laughs> of it. Maybe that's yeah, that might help. Maybe the <laughs> Department of Justice needs to look into that. Well, hey, thanks for calling in, Jack. It was very nice to hear from you. I hope you have a wonderful you day. Thanks for all you're doing, Maggie. Have a great day. Thanks. Right back at you. Seven one five eight four five twenty one fifty five. If you like to join the conversation, you know I saw this. Oh, I'm so sad to report about this. The Colorado baker lost the, the Colorado Baker who, who won a partial U.S. Supreme Court victory after re refusing to make a gay couple's wedding cake because of his Christian faith, lost an appeal last week in his latest legal fight. You know, and it's kind of like, gosh, the guy just the guy just wants to have a business. You know, the guy just wants to make delicious treats. And, and as we know, as we know, these... These uh, these activists who single out those who are who are strong and devout in their faith, they single these people out. You know, why would you? I mean, if if it were me, I mean, if I knew where someone stood politically on the left and they were overt about it and and in your face, which I don't believe that this Colorado Baker ever was, but uh, the uh, and and I believe let's see, Colorado court, it was the. Um, Jack Phillips, as, as you as you recall, his name was. But if if someone expresses their concern or or ha, is very plain about their their views, 
um, wouldn't you just want to bring your business elsewhere? You know that that's not why they're doing what they're doing. They're doing it to to uh, to single this person out to make to make an issue out of it to draw attention to themselves that has absolutely nothing to do with being denied services because there's plenty of other I'm sure plenty of other cake bakers that could have done what uh, what this what this couple had asked Jack Phillips to do and you know I don't know I just I, I s- sort of feel like again we have to be pushing back and 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 defending our freedom of speech and religious freedom or if we do not we are going to lose it and again let me mention let me mention how critical I'll take every opportunity I can to remind our listeners how how critical this upcoming state Supreme Court election is. You may get tired of me talking about it, but too bad. Maybe you'll do something about it if you hear me talking about it so much. You'll actually talk to others and ensure that they are voting in this upcoming state Supreme Court election coming up. The primary is less than a month away on February 21st, always a Tuesday. Except if you're a Democrat, then it's on Wednesday. Just kidding. And then, again, the uh, spring election on Tuesday, April 4th. April 5th for Democrats. Just kidding. Ha ha. 715-845-2155. I can take one quick call if you're short and sweet. Good morning. Be short and sweet. Oh, Oh. couldn't be short and sweet. Okay, well, I'm going to take a break, and then I'll be back with final thoughts on WSAU Feedback. Good morning and welcome to WSAU Feedback, or thanks for joining me, actually. We're almost out of time. Hope you're able to tune in during the first half of Feedback, my guest this morning. Moms for Liberty, Scarlett Johnson, tireless in her activism, defending the innocence of children. I can't think of a better crusade than hers. I hope that you were able to tune in. If not, you can certainly go back to the podcast on WSAU.com. Find out how you can get involved. There are plenty of opportunities, of course, as I say. And again, how important, how critical this upcoming state Supreme Court election is. I had uh, as a guest this morning on Wisconsin Morning News, Brett Healy from the MacGyver Institute. He's our frequent guest at Get Involved Wisconsin events. And uh, we had a discussion about the importance of the state Supreme Court race and how how critical it is that uh, we get involved. So... If nothing else, I will ask you, if you are able to reach out to either one of the two candidates, uh, the conservative candidates, either Waukesha County Judge Jennifer Doro, her campaign, JudgeJennifer.com, or uh, former Justice Dan Kelly. His campaign is JusticeDanKelly.com. You can go out to either of their websites and find out more about how you can help them and their campaigns because we need all gosh i hate cliches but all hands on deck we have to we have to prevail in this case because all will be lost and really the only thing standing between tony evers and the democrat party right now is our republican legislature and our republican dominated i shouldn't say republican constitutionally conservative dominated state supreme court without them 
you know that Democrat lawyers are chomping. Leftist, far leftist, progressive attorneys are chomping at the bit, waiting for their opportunity to undo all of the true progress that we have made in the state of Wisconsin. Hey, looking at the clock, looking out at the sun, too. It's not warm out there. Bundle up if you got to get out there. Hope you have a great day. God bless. Talk with you again tomorrow. Before we leave. Let me tell you a little something.